The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Thanks for joining us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepard, and Percy, I think we have a great program coming up, certainly a great guest coming up today. Absolutely. We're going again hear from an individual who has walked the walk and talked the talk in the midst of one of the most darkest moments of their lives, and that's being told that they had cancer for the second time. Yeah, we've talked before about the fact that cancer can strike anyone at any time. Well, today's guest is a TV, a Christian TV personality who's had cancer twice, and we'll hear his testimony, his personal story, part two, coming up today on the broadcast. Percy, open the scriptures for us as we begin today. Our spiritual nugget for today is found in Psalms 112, verses 6 through 8, and it says this, Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Verse 8, his heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. All right. You know, I often say at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But very often, people are open spiritually, aren't they? In many cases, they are. I found it very ironic, Wayne, that in many cases, under the the threat of uh, devastating or threatening uh, circumstances, people become interested in having a spiritual conversation where in many cases previous, uh, when life was just going along, that they may not have given a lot of thought to that. But when told one is faced with mortality, uh, it is very interesting how many people become very interested and open to the idea of having a spiritual conversation. If nothing else around the issues of forgiveness, the issues of love, etc., etc. So, yeah, there is an opportunity there for many to really reach out and begin to ask certain questions. So is that what prompted you to put together something called Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients? Absolutely, because again, the word cancer in and of itself creates and evokes a certain dynamic of emotion in people. And so oftentimes, spiritual needs bubble to the surface in the midst of a cancer diagnosis. And I thought it would be helpful for people to be aware and conscious of what those spiritual needs are and how we can begin to be responsive to them. Yeah, for those open to it, uh, the spiritual needs certainly should be addressed. And there are certain key things to think about. And you've written this uh, document that we want to make available to our listeners called Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. And the good news is everyone can access this right now on the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. How much does this cost, Percy? You know, it's going to cost everyone the mere pittance of just simply hitting the keystroke (laughs) and saying, I want this document. It is free of charge. We'll even let you download as many copies as you want. As many as you would like. Share it with other people. All right. Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. When we come back, part two of our conversation with our very special guest this week on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, Percy, last week we met Jerry Rose here on the program. Jerry is a good friend of ours. He is a Christian TV personality, executive of many, many years, and started his story with us last week. He did. He was helping us to understand after two bouts of cancer, he had to dig deep into the core and the foundation of his faith and ask and answer some very significant questions that will allow him to be propelled to move beyond a cancer diagnosis, good or bad. Again, we heard part one last week. Let's pick it up now right in the middle of your conversation and your next question for Jerry this week. You're, you're facing a, a life-altering situation that is causing you to, to hit the pause button, to examine who you are, where you've been, potentially where you're going. The fact of the matter is that tomorrow is not guaranteed to you, as you may have once thought. You shift priorities of, of things that are important, things that you may have taken for granted, and then you dig deep into the core of your foundation of your faith that helps to establish a sense of peace and rest, I believe I heard you say, of whatever may happen, whatever the outcome may be beyond what you had control of, I'm going to solidify who I am and what I am in my relationship with Christ. And as a result of that, that then began to provide a different energy for the journey that you were on. Would that be fair? No, that's very fair. Uh, yes. We go through life. We say we believe in God. We say we believe in faith. Mm -hmm. We have faith. We accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. But I think a lot of Christians then go through life almost, and I have to be careful saying this this way, but I think almost with a level of disbelief. Hmm that we go through life sort of taking it for granted and we don't really have to trust God okay. or really don't have to exercise an enormous amount of faith because life's just sort of in a continuum. We're kind of going along. Kind of autopilot. On autopilot, yeah. And so if we believe God heals, we don't really have to really have to believe that okay. because we're not having to put it – we're not having to apply it. Does okay. that make sense? That makes sense. And so I think a lot of Christians sort of move along on auto autopilot. All of a sudden now, you're having to deal with the reality of what faith in Jesus Christ is all about. Mm -hmm. And now you're having to look at it and say, you know, I, I could be – I could well be experiencing uh, death in a relatively short period of time. Mm -hmm. So now – this is for real. Right, right. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. Uh, where is my faith? Do I really believe in God? Yes, I do. Do I really believe in Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. Do I really believe that he can give me peace? Do I really have to be that concerned about this in terms of my natural life? And, man, I'm telling you, when you deal with that. And when you go there. Okay. When you go there and you have resolved that in your mind, 
all of a sudden you can have peace because the circumstances are less important mm. to you than the fact that it's okay. And it's okay because God is real, because Jesus is real, and because you have eternal life and that he's with you. And then then I can say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, that doesn't mean that you still don't have some anxiety. Correct. Because that natural part of us will always kick in. And over the years, every time I've had to go in for another checkup, uh, you always have, you know, kind of a little sense of anxiety. Yeah, little tension. Because the natural part of us wants to live. Yes. That's why we get out of way of cars when they're coming. That's right. why we run from a tornado. That's why... That's why we protect ourselves. That's why we exercise, because we know we're going to have eternal life, but God has given us an instinct to live yes. and to live life more abundantly. Yeah, to the fullest. Yeah, exactly. So when you make that transition, when you come to terms, you dig deep into, you, into the core of your faith, if I can just summarize it in that manner. Who I am in God, who God is to me, I have solidified my relationship with God. I've, I've checked off those boxes. I, I'm, I'm good in that department. I've made clear what that is. Would it be fair to say then that there was an ability, an aptitude, an attitude, a disposition, whatever you want to call it, that then also kicked in that allowed the journey, though it may not have been easier, uh, the ability to walk that journey differently at that point? Yeah, I think so. I, I think very much so. Now, you know, at, at the time we lived in, in Naperville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I was driving back and forth to Zion. My wife was taking me five days a week. I was going through my my uh, my checkups, and I was going through radiation. Correct. And uh, so it was about an hour and a half drive up and an hour and a half drive back. And they told me, you're going to be very tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fatigue. And so you need to sleep about two to three hours a day. So I said, yeah, okay, I can handle that. So I slept on the way up to the hospital <laughs> okay. and on the way back. Then I went to work. Okay. Uh, and I, I have to say, because of what I just described to you, I went through that whole thing with a certain, a significantly high level of peace that uh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay either way. Whatever happens. Right. Because, you know, the people were, I mean, they were just flat out compassionate. They were caring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sat with a naturopathic doctor and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I had an advocate that would say is everything okay sure. you know any you have any complaints so we'll let's deal with those right right so they were walking you through this whole process so you know you felt pretty good about that but the the fact that I could walk away from the hospital knowing that probably I was going to be fine but without the fear attached to what happened if I wasn't going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's huge. It is huge. You 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 work through that dynamic, you work through that process. Let's shift gears a little bit now. Are there some spiritual moments, some epiphany, some aha moments of of God reinforcing any element of who he is after you come to terms with that? Because there's someone that's listening to this show potentially who's in the same exact spot that you were in or may be going into that place and trying to work through the dynamic of their humanity, their fear, their anxiety. I love God. I know who God is, and I have to dig deep into the core of my faith. I need to make sure that I'm being compliant with my my medical team and my medical professionals. You just talked about your advocates and all of the support that you had. 
Were there moments and times that God showed himself to you in a way that reinforced your relationship and your thought of who he was to you in ways that can help someone, that can benefit someone to be encouraged right now today with the little time that we have left? Yeah, uh, I think that happened probably when I had colon cancer. Okay. big one. Okay. Because the colon cancer almost prepared me better for the prostate cancer. You know, I've heard that before. Yeah, because I had I had gone through this and had dealt with it at, a, at another level before. But uh, I remember after uh, finding out that I, I had cancer, I was absolutely stunned beyond words. I I went into a deep state of oppression. Mm. I couldn't pray. Mm. I couldn't read the Bible. Okay. That's uh, real talk right there. Yeah, I, I couldn't do anything. Uh, one night I was sitting, I was watching television, and it was like there was a deep black cloud hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. And it was like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, walk away from it. Get with me. Spend time with me. Hmm. And I know that the impression was so strong. said, get rid of, walk away from these things because they're not going to do you any good. And so I remember getting up and walking out and going into one, I think it was either my study or the bedroom or something, and sitting on the floor and just started weeping before the Lord. Mm. And it was almost like a cleansing because I had taken all these things that really were very superficial, weren't yeah. going to mean a thing. They felt good, you know, a nice TV program, whatever. And so so we can be clear, when you say walk away from these things, you're talking about the things that you had acquired, your success, your... When I, when I was first diagnosed, the thing that I had to look at, what is there that will sustain the weight of eternity? That's a great question. And so I looked at it. Will my career sustain the weight of eternity? No. No. Uh, will my hobbies sustain the weight of eternity? No. no. Will my financial situation sustain the weight of eternity? No. no. Will my family sustain the weight of eternity? They love me. My wife, Shirley, was an absolute bedrock to mm. me during this. Mm. I think probably she helped keep me together at the very beginning. I believe that. Uh, but uh, none of that. So I said, what is it that will sustain the weight of eternity? And I kept digging down until I got to what I considered the bedrock. The core of your faith. And that was my relationship with Jesus Christ and the promise of eternal life. That was the only thing Mm. in all of this that I felt that, that I could stand on that was solid enough that would give me peace about this. None of the other things did. Yes. You know, none of the other things. And I had, I had enjoyed, you know, I, I loved everything I was doing. I loved my family. I loved uh, my ministry. I loved television, yeah. uh, my hobby. All of that I loved. But none of that would sustain the weight of eternity. And so the question that I have asked people since then in messages that I've given, what is it in your life that will sustain the weight of eternity? And it may not be the things that you've put the greatest value in. Mm. But you need to look at that because if you lost those things, what is it that will still be there that will sustain the weight of eternity? And that was Jesus Christ. That was my relationship with God. So when you do that, then all of a sudden you say, well, what's the most important thing? Where do I need to commit most of my time? Right. And you have the answer. (laughs) Right right there. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Jerry Rose, TV personality, TV, Christian TV executive, 
uh, man of faith, husband, grandfather, horseman, etc., etc. At the end of the day, answering probably the most important question that any of us can ask under any set of circumstances, what will sustain the weight of eternity in our lives? Thank you so much, Jerry, for sharing your testimony, your life. Thank you for your friendship. You've been a dear friend to me. Uh, thank you for being who you are and continuing uh, to encourage people of faith and particularly today helping probably so many people who are dealing with the question and the issue of cancer in their life. I bless you, man, and I thank you so much for your love and for your friendship. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the program today. And also, again, I just want to say I'm glad that that a, a place like Cancer Treatment Center was there for people like me who uh, really needed a place to go, that there was a sense, a sense of compassion. God bless you, Jerry. Jerry Rose, cancer survivor. What a great conversation and what a great question for everyone to ask themselves here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our thanks to Percy and to Jerry. We'll continue talking with Percy McRae coming up in a moment on this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. When facing the pain and despair of cancer, patients need to know that their suffering is not a result of God's lack of concern or love for them. And many times, cancer patients are open to that message, and we want to be prepared to help them know God's love. That's why you've put together a resource, Percy. It's called Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. Yes, indeed. Spiritual needs are something that we should be aware of and sensitive to. Everyone may not necessarily express that they have spiritual needs, but certainly there will be individuals who will either consciously or unconsciously become aware of that and begin to start asking questions around their sense of spirituality. And we want to be prepared and equipped to respond to that appropriately. So this document that you've put together is saturated with Scripture. It is saturated with Scripture and particular topics that will allow us to think about certain things to begin to address with people. For example, to know how much God loves them. That's a spiritual need. Oftentimes, cancer patients are questioning the love of God. Okay. Why me? Yeah, can how, they trust God? That's exactly right. How, why did this happen today? Why did this happen to my wife? Et cetera, et cetera. They need to have reinforcement of understanding how to find the love of God in the midst of this type of situation. Please go online now or the first opportunity you have to health, hope, and inspiration.com forwards health, 
hopeandinspiration.com and download this free resource, Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. Percy, let me take you back to that conversation, part two today with Jerry Rose. And by the way, part one is archived at our website if anyone missed it last time. But take us back to that conversation, that important question Jerry put together. Well, the conversation began to unfold as you've just discussed. Uh, We did a part one and then in part two, we really got into a very key component that was significant to the path and the journey in which Jerry was traveling. And quite frankly, that many of us uh, at some point will travel. And that was asking and answering a very significant question. That was when everything else is said and done, uh, this is a man who has had a very prominent life, has been very successful. I would imagine there's been an an element of financial success, certainly uh, uh, acknowledgement by his peers Mm -hmm. and the community and et cetera, et cetera. And respect. And respect has built a very respectful ministry and TV station and et cetera, et cetera had to sit down and ask himself a very important question. After being challenged by the prompting, as he stated, of the Holy Spirit that asked him the question is, will you, can you walk away from it all? Can you let it all go? Can you give it all away? Uh, If I could paraphrase, he said, walk away from these things and walk away from it all now. And he said he had to shift gears and began to ask this particular question. That was, what will sustain the weight of eternity in my life. Will my possessions? No. My horses, he owned horses, uh, my marriage, my family, my ministry. They may be important things. Yeah, all important in its context. And again, I want to be clear, contextually very important, but in the grand scheme of this scenario and situation, will it sustain my eternity? Again, I love my wife with all of my heart, but will will the love of my wife sustain the weight of my eternity? See, that goes beyond the three-dimensional world and experience. And that was the question that he asked, and then he began to answer it. And it was interesting, and I want to really make this point, that when he asked himself that question, and then when he answered it, he said that what happened for him was he was able to answer key conversations that was core to his faith that allowed him to walk his journey differently, Hmm. walk it differently, not necessarily easier or simpler or quicker, but differently. Uh, It allowed him to have a different energy, a different focus, a different concentration that allowed him to step through the highs and lows and the ebb and flow. He talked about the days of being tired. He talked about the days of still experiencing some levels of anxiety when he returned back to the hospital, but it allowed him to walk that journey differently and with peace. It's really profound, isn't it? It is a profound school of thought because I would suggest that When one does not answer that question or address those dynamics, we can expend a lot of energy around anxiety and fear and frustration that needs to be utilized toward the fight, toward the concentration of what we have to do mentally and emotionally and physically to continue to move through the day-to-day grind of a treatment or of whatever the natural circumstances are that we're facing under those circumstances. And in his particular case, he said that when he asked and answered that question, it allowed him to walk his journey differently. I'm so sorry that Jerry had to go through cancer twice, but the lessons that he's learned, we are all benefiting from. We will. And again, I was inspired and motivated even afresh and anew after having heard that conversation because it put everything into perspective and great context, particularly from a faith-based 
perspective. Again, it, and I want to be very clear, it did not necessarily guarantee the fact that that, that asking and answering of that question is what uh, provided his healing and his recovery. What it did, it cleared space mm-hmm. and it, cl- it cleared a pathway for him to walk his journey differently. And he said himself, no matter what the outcome was, he just had a different path that he walked at that point. And point. part of that path was part of peace and his focus to understand that God and Jesus Christ ultimately is going to sustain the weight of his eternity. Let's circle back to Psalm 112 here today as we wrap up. Surely, surely, surely he shall not be moved. We can say Jerry in this particular case. Surely Jerry was not moved. The righteous shall be everlasting, uh, be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. With that being said, that is the statement for today, and it is a powerful one. Percy McRae, thank you. We'll see you next time on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.